How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Welcome to our show. This is, uh, uh, of course, coming to you guys live for an amazing interview with Todd Price today, guys, at Perimeter Roofing. My co-host, my powerhouse partner in crime, Fist Filer, over here is with me today. Jamie, how are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing really well. Matthew, super excited for our, our interview today. We have a very unique guest over here, Jamie, and he is someone who has quite a I guess a resume, I guess, behind you, behind you, Todd, as far as what you've achieved, accomplished over the years. But I think more importantly is our first call we ever had was the photographs on the back of your wall caught my attention and it kind of caught our head right on the wall. Obviously, you can tell your family values are very important to you. Yep, 100%. Totally. So this, it used to be full of, I told you last time, it used to be full of all sorts of different awards and plaques and stuff, but they all came down and I had to put up pictures. So... It's quite warm and fulfilling to kind of seek that kind of, of course, you know, thing on the back end. But more importantly, man, is hearing your story about your wife, of course, over 10 years now, 10 year anniversary of your, with your wife. Yeah, we just had our 10 year anniversary in uh, September. So, Business. I, go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I think this is a really good place to start the interview. Yeah. Todd, has, has family always been your core value? Has that always been what's driven your decisions? Um, what's gotten you to where you are? Has it evolved over the years? Um, tell us about your core values. Um, I think it's probably evolved over the years because I mean, well, I could go so many different directions with this, this question, but I think, um, you know, when I was younger, <clears throat> obviously my family was super important. I was the only child. So all I had was my parents growing up and I was kind of a loner. I wasn't, uh, popular kid by any means. I played sports and kind of knew everyone, but I wasn't the the cool kid. Um, so me and my parents kind of did everything together. Um, but there, there came a, you know, fast forward a little bit. There came a time where I went down a kind of a wrong path and um, kind of lost track of everything so to speak didn't have anything didn't i mean didn't have a worry in the world but also didn't have anything didn't have freedom didn't have car license money nothing um and was homeless for a, a good while and um doing whatever i could do to you know survive stealing hot dogs from quick trip to get by and um things like that and you know, it's so funny. Like I, I tell this story to people now, like I remember one day specifically, I can remember it clear as day that I guess I had woke up somehow went to my parents' house for some reason while I was drunk and, um, don't even know how I got there and, uh, woke up on the kitchen floor and my parents were already gone. And so my first reaction was, you know, let me get out of here before my parents get back. And, um, so of course I just, and it was like a weekend day and I went out and just started drinking again. That was the first thing that I did. And I remember being at Hooters and I was outside drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette and 
um, my mom calling me and like breaking down in tears, worried about me. And I remember being so nonchalant about the the issue and about like my well-being and thinking i remember thinking like she's just overreacting and like mom i'm fine like you said but you know no big deal and then now that you know i'm married with three kids i think back about that and i'm like oh my god like i was a piece of fucking shit like what the hell you know and so and now and now i overanalyze everything like even my wife took the kids to disney world two weekends ago three weekends ago or something and i'm like watch the kids and she's like i got it I'm, i got it and i said no i know you got it but i'm not there so watch them you know so um i think it's definitely increased my i mean it's just brought a whole different you know i can't even explain like the the emotions around it the 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 values that it's brought to my life you know i think one my wife has made me a far better person and and I wouldn't be where I'm at w without her. But then two, like bringing kids into the world, that's a whole different thing, to, you know, as well. And um, each one of them has their own little personality and their own little, you know, different connection with you. I remember when our second child was going to be born and our first was a little girl. And that's like my little princess. And then when we're having our boy, I'm like, I don't know, like. I don't think I can love another kid like how I love Evelyn. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's not fucking possible. And then like Cohen came out and now he's four and he's just like me and he cusses. He's wild as can be, he's, but he's very well mannered. He's super fucking cool. I love him to death. And it's just a different kind of love, but all that has brought together. Like that's all I care about. Like everything I do is to make sure that they're good my wife, my kids, and then also my parents, because everything I put them through, you know, I retired them and I want to make sure that they're, they're good. They have everything they need. I bought them new cars. I'm going to build them a house. Like that's what we're in the process of doing now. So, um, I just have to, my dad's, a, he's, he's always been a kind of a go-getter. And so he still tries to work. And I'm like, dad, you've retired 13 times. Like, stop it and come hang out with your kid, like grandkids, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, long story short, it's, it's definitely evolved over the years. Cause I wasn't all that always that way. I always loved my family and was very, very respectful to my family. But then, like I said, I went down a bad path that kind of made me lose track of not only just life in general, but who I was as a person. So. Interesting. So man, I guess, your story is quite impactful in many, many ways, obviously. You know, there was one thing I was watching one of your videos um, this morning, actually. And it was a reel you made about when you won your competition, how your daughter told you something that made you want to retire. Made you retire. And I'd love for you to share what that was. Yeah, so like, you know, my, my goal with bodybuilding was always to get um, my pro card. And so this last show that I did qualified me to go get my pro card. Um, and absolutely just annihilated everybody at the last show. And I would have gone and I would have gotten my pro card, but, um, it was 
the feeling wasn't the same. Like, I mean, it was cool because, like, when I was prepping for the show, it was cool because my son was – he would, like, every time I would take, like, progress pictures for my coach, my son and daughter enjoyed it, and they would stand beside me, and they would try to, like, flex like I, like daddy was flexing, you know. So, so that was cool. But at the same time, like, the win just wasn't as fun because I saw what it put – my wife and my kids through being stuck in a hotel away from home for three or four days, me not being able to hang out with them. Cause I'm just absolutely depleted and miserable. And then for those that, that show I had prepped for 24 weeks. So for 24 weeks, my diet was very, very structured. Every meal was the same. Every meal was weighed out to that. So like when my daughter would come up to me, whether it was a, uh, uh, you know, a little thing of ice cream or a gummy bears or something she made. And she was like, daddy, try this. Like I couldn't do it, you know? And like that just kept wearing on me over time, even like the smallest little bit, it probably wouldn't have ever affected me, but it would fuck with my head. And I know that if I were to lose the show, I would blame it on something along those lines, even something minute like that. So I never did. And, um, after that, I was just like, man, this it's not worth putting them through it and, you know, like having to miss out on date nights and things like that. So now we're very structured with, um, I mean, my schedule is very structured anyways, and I still eat all my meals and I still train every day, um, like I'm competing, but, um, every Friday night or well, every other Friday night, we have a date night, me and my wife. And then every other alternating Saturday, we have a, um, uh, breakfast the entire family so i had the one bad meal a week where i'll have my pancakes or we'll go out and have mexican or something like that or long horns um but it's so much more relaxing and if you know we just went to gatlinburg over the last weekend and my daughter was winning candy necklaces and we we're going to the arcade and different stuff and she'd want me to try a piece of candy and i'd try it you know and it's not the end of the world and so um, it's, it's still taken me a while to get used to cause I've been stru so structured for 20 years now. Um, but for, um, you know, them, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, like, they're almost surprised, like that daddy's doing, <laughs> the daddy's doing that, you know what I mean? So, um, but I, uh, it's definitely worth it, man. The shows just aren't worth, we still work out. My wife will go work out with me when she can, if the kids are okay with going to the, the daycare gym, but um, she works out every day. I work out every day. We still do our thing, but the diet's just a little more laid back. It's funny, man, but you know, even like seeing your train videos in the gym, like you still train insanely like, like an animal, man, which is awesome to see. But also like the, the flip side of that is, is business because obviously family is your first value. Then you see yourself from a health and physical standpoint and even like a structure standpoint. But then business-wise, I think you but you've got printer roofing, you've got Regal Roofing, you just bought acquired another company with the roofing. So you just span your business now across the US, plus you also have partners with other companies as well, too. So and you're not very you're a young guy, like you're you know, for what you're doing. So I guess you know, we'd love to hear it's kind of a big question to ask, but how do you do all this stuff? Like what's the day in life of Todd Price where you do all this stuff and can maneuver everything and have these date days still and come with your family, you know? Um, I think the most important thing is, is 
Oh no, what a time to pause. The most important thing is. <laughs> it was that gold nugget jam and we, we lost Todd there. We're not worthy of it. It was just so impactful. Oh, there he's, there he's gone. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we'll lose service here on the internet because it's, it's spectrum and they're terrible. Um, but uh, the uh, now I lost track of the question. So. It was the, the biggest thing. The biggest oh, yeah, thing yeah. that's. So yeah. the, I think the biggest thing is um, like I can't I can't wing anything. Like everything has to be very very structured which is which is easy for me from you know from doing bodybuilding for so long but like literally every single thing has to be on my schedule or i'm not going to do it all the way down to like date nights like we put date night on the schedule we put vacations on the schedule we put breakfast on the schedule so um but then i also wake up super early um i used to wake up at 3 30 or 4 but now i get up about five i've pushed it back a little bit um but i get up i do my cardio I do my cold plunge, I get ready, get all my meals together, um, get to the office, have my coffee time, which is like my clear my head kind of peaceful meditation time and then um, get to work. And then right after work, I go to the gym and then straight from the gym, I go straight home, hang out with the kids for a couple hours, put them to bed and then it's time for me and the wife to hang out and sleep and do it again. So, um, everything's very, very structured and it's almost like Groundhog's Day every day. But I feel like I have to be that way or else I'm going to, one, I'll, I'll drop the ball somewhere. I'll forget to do something. And, and two, it forces me to make time. Like when it's business, it's business. When it's family, it's family. Um, when it's playing with the kids, it's playing with the kids, you know? So um, that's, that's kind of how I've laid things out to make things easier for me. Was balance ever something you you struggled with Todd or did you just know that if you wanted to make your marriage work and be a great father and you know a badass entrepreneur you had to do it or was there still a certain period of figuring it out that it was a little there was, there was definitely a period of figuring it out um there's actually um I'll have to text you this picture of Matthew we don't want this on social media but um I have it's somewhere on my Instagram or on my Facebook or something but there's a before and after picture when I was starting the company and my daughter was born too so like it was I was kind of all over the place because I was a new dad for the first time and then also was starting a new company and I was just like what the fuck do I do? I was all over you know I didn't know and um, so I was working 24 seven and was trying to hang out with her. It was just back and forth, back and forth. There was no working out. There was no eating healthy. There was no other free time. It was just nonstop work, traveling, doing whatever I could to, to become successful. So my wife wouldn't have to work and I could, you know, give her the world. But at the same time, try to spend as much time as my with my daughter as possible. And I just, I completely let myself go. But there was a time, Jamie, to answer your question, when I was, when I started the company that it was so, like, it was so hard to delegate things and it was so hard to put my phone down. Like, even when I was with my daughter or with my wife, it was so hard to put my phone down because I felt like 
somebody needs me or somebody's going to need the answer to this or everything was super important, you know, and as you grow as an entrepreneur, you learn like nothing's life or death. You get a bad review. Fuck it. Like somebody needs help with something. They can wait till tomorrow. Like, you know, not everything is the end of the world. So that took me a while to realize, but then when, you know, once I realized that was when I was able to kind of delegate things and, and prioritize and, become more structured with that. But when I first started, I was, I was a shit show for sure. That is definitely reassuring. I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs who have either significant others or some literally anyone else in their life uh, can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Nobody has it together when you first start. I can assure you that. So, and it's a lot of it for me was kind of learning as I, I get, you know, I hopped into this industry, not even knowing the industry and not even knowing business on my own. I knew business from being in the gym industry and being different regional managers, different chains of gyms. And, you know, one of the chains that I was at was a smaller chain, but the, the owner would fly in every other week for uh, flying on Monday, leave on Thursday. So every other week I got to hang out with the owner and he was multi, multi-millionaire from different software companies. And um, so he knew a lot about business. He didn't know a lot about gyms, but he knew a lot about business. And um, so he helped, he helped me a lot with um, the business side of things and just being around him and watching how he would negotiate, you know, deals with different landlords or, or whatever it may be, or how he handled problems that I feel like helped me a lot. But then a lot of it I've learned along the way from, either failing and fucking up or hitting speed bumps and trying to figure out a way around them or, you know, or whatever. So, but it's, it's definitely been a, a process for sure. Why roofing Todd? Um, so to be a hundred percent honest with you, when I was in the gym industry and, um, me and my, now wife had first started dating uh obviously the hours in the gym industry as you know can become super and especially as a regional manager or even as a manager of, of one location you know your prime times in the gym are 5 6 a.m till you know 10 11 people before work and then people after work um four to eight ish four to nine ish whatever um so I would be at the gym and I would get there at, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And and when lunchtime came around, it made no sense to go home. Plus, I needed to work out. So I would eat meals, work out and then go back to work at, you know, four to to eight, four to nine. So I was essentially there from like five, six in the morning until eight or nine at night. And um, I guess thought I would have more free time starting a business, which was wrong. But um the biggest thing was that I had a, uh, a trainer that had worked for me and he trained part-time, but he did, um, roofing sales as well. And Ooh. for like two years, he kept telling me, you need to do this. You need to do this. Ooh. And, um, he was like, you would, you'd make a killing with your sales ability, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I didn't understand it one, but two, the way he explained it, it just seemed too good to be true. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense, dude. Like, I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem right, you know? So, um, 
I ended up finally he started sending me pictures of his checks. So initially it was about money. He had sent me a picture because you know in the gym you get like a thousand dollars base every two weeks plus your commission. And um they uh he sent me a picture it was like two grand and then the next week was like four grand and then it was like ten grand and then one month it was like twenty eight thousand dollars and I'm like what the fuck like I gotta figure this out. So um I talked to my wife and quit the gym cold turkeys started a business and and just you know went with it and uh she was working at um some little like manufacturing plant she was working in the office there and um uh, making like 400 dollars a week and we were living off that and figuring out what bills to pay we lived in a little shithole house um Ended up, the house ended up getting shot up while we were there from drive-bys. We had uh, uh, no couch. We just sat on the floor and watched a little bullshit TV. We had, you know, a mattress on the ground. Like, we didn't have nothing. We had to figure out what to eat and what to – but she did that to support me while I started. So then finally, once I started actually bringing in decent money, I said, you know, you're done. You're fine. You don't ever have to work again. So now she stays at home with the kids and takes care of them and shops on Amazon. <laughs> that's a typical day. That that's a pretty that's a pretty good day. What do you think, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I actually I definitely thought the direction that story was going is that she was going to work for you as like the COO or something like that. Do you have her involved in your day to day operations as all, at all? No. Okay. She, I just let her hang out with the kids, go get her nails done. She went and got a tattoo yesterday. Um, you know, whatever she can, same thing with my parents, like whatever they need or whatever they got to do that, I, you know, I want them to, to, to do that. So, and then yeah. enjoy life. So I feel like it's my job to provide for them and take care of them and whatever I got to do to make that happen, I'll do it. I think that's amazing. So, uh, you know, as we as we close out the podcast, what would be your biggest, let's say, two pieces of advice specifically regarding challenges and setbacks? Because you've definitely seen your fair share of them for a budding young or parent entrepreneur. Um, hmm. I would say as far as like the parent aspect is concerned is don't forget that, um, you know, like you want to make sure that you're starting to, if you're just now starting a company off, or if you already have a company, like it's super important to keep your company going, but make sure that you understand that you have to be able to hire and recruit people that are, better at certain aspects of things than you are so you can delegate those things that was a, that was a big issue for me when i started off i felt like i had to do everything and you know so that takes up so much of your time when you're not willing to to give away certain tasks so like it's all right to not do everything and it's all right to bring in people that just because you're the owner doesn't mean you're the smartest one there like i'm not by far i promise you um so 
you have to be able to bring in people that can delegate that can do those tasks for you that you can delegate to allow you to have more free time um especially as a parent because i can promise you it doesn't matter how much i've been broke as a fucking joke and i've had millions and it doesn't matter where you're at on that spectrum and what you buy for your kids and how much money you make they don't remember that they remember the time that you spend with them and the 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 games that you were at, the performances that you were at, the stories you read them before bed, um, things of that nature. So I think that's super, super important to remember um, as an entrepreneur, because I feel like so many people give up their life and, you know, we, we all want to make a lot of money and we all want to have nice things. But, you know, I think even Jordan Peterson said, once you get above 70, $75,000 a year, like, Things don't, there's only so many things you can buy. Like, and um, I remember the first, you have to really learn to become more like in love with the process versus the money, I think is another big thing because I remember the first time um, like a large chunk of money hit my account. And, you know, like I'd spent all this time like super excited about like, Oh my God, I'm going to be a millionaire, blah, 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 blah. And then it hit my account and I looked at it and then I was like, all right, well, well what's next? Like, what, you know, what's the next goal? What's the next challenge? Like, so like, it wasn't even about the money this whole time. I thought it was. And then, so, so that would be one piece of advice. The other piece of advice would be, I mean, goddamn, I could give piece of advice all day long. Um, dream big dream bigger than whatever you think is possible because i never thought that you know where i'd be at today would be possible when i got into to roofing i pictured that i was just going to have a, a career that could provide for my family i never thought that it was going to be something that i could make a ton of money at have a lot of free time retire by the time i'm 40. you know like i never thought all this stuff and um and be public like let alone do public speaking events and be mentoring people and coaching people and have people like look up to me and tell me that I inspire them, you know, like that's, that's, that's a whole different ball game. So um, I think that's, that's important is to dream big. And um, I'd say those are probably the two, two biggest things and find something you're passionate about, find something that you're, you're, you're doing for, a purpose for you know like my big thing is for for legacy like to leave a legacy like we talked about last time matt i think that's you know everybody has to have some sort of purpose and because at the end of the day like everything you spend all this time wanting to make money and wanting to have to be rich and you think you're gonna have, want this and this and this and now that i have money like like the most important things to me don't cost any money yeah. Like the things that I want to do the most cost zero fucking money. And the things that do cost money aren't even for me. It's, you know, like <laughs> buying my parents the cars and, and, and building them a house. It's it's stuff for other people. Like we just donated $20,000 to, you know, some foster kids to help them. This morning, we also just paid off um, a whole county's school lunch debt to make sure that the kids can eat, you know, like, so. Wow. It's, it's, it's not even for, for stuff for us or for me, it's for, you know, it's for other people. So like find your, I feel like finding your purpose and your mission, something that's bigger than just you is extremely important and is going to take you way further than, than you imagined. And if you help other people 
you'll be blessed in, in return. So, Todd, wow. Jamie, this is definitely um, needs a part two. Like Todd just kind of got warmed up at the end. He was kind of getting his motor rolling um, with all these, all these gifts. So Todd, uh, thank you, man. That was absolutely phenomenal, man. Um, if you're open to it, I'd love to have you back for a part two to expand more on just the things you were just talking about the last five minutes now, which actually were super, super amazing, but your story, as we alluded to with Jamie, of course, mentioning about this, your story of how this all took place and where you began and where you are now is that's inspiring, man. It really is inspiring to see what you've done and what you've achieved, man. So thank you. Yeah, Todd. I appreciate it. And you know, that's, a lot of the reason why I do public speaking is because I want people to know that, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at and not, and not just in business, like fitness, health, whatever it may be, like you're never too old. You're never too out of shape. You're never too broke to become successful. Like if you're an addict, you can become clean and become like, it doesn't matter where you're starting from. Like you can always progress and you can make it your, your life into something that's, that's super, super meaningful. And I think, I feel like the people that have the hardest paths pasts are the ones that can ha end up having the best stories and are also the ones that have so much resilience and, and grit and determination because they've been through so much that like now when you experience a problem with like business, you're like, that's nothing. Like I've done, this, 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 and this, like this, this little problem is not shit, you know? So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely would love to come back for part two, part three, part four, whatever. Look at this, Jamie. I'll, I'll you close it out, Jamie. I'll, actually, Jamie had to roll, but um, Todd, my friend, my man. Oh, it was actually her Wi-Fi actually on this time. Yeah. Oh, that Starbucks, <laughs> the Starbucks Wi-Fi will get you. It's like That's mine. That's it. That's it. <laughs> But seriously, Todd, we appreciate you. And to those of you listening in podcast land, we appreciate you guys. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and rate us so that we can help impact so many other lives with the help of people like Todd Price. So have a great rest of your day, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next episode. I'm not going to flex because your arms are bigger than ours, Todd. So just so you know. <laughs>